Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to The Accelerator with Michael Conniff. That's me. We are a home for founders, starters, entrepreneurs, and uh, companies in the startup space, uh, also venture capital firms, angels, family offices, investment firms, and the like. Um, we are here to um, give voice to what is happening to founders and also to the challenges they face and the challenges also that the investors face. So um, it's great to have you. You can follow me on Twitter at Michael Conniff. You should also go to uh, any of the major podcast uh, platforms, including Apple, um, Amazon, uh, uh, Audible, and the like, and uh, subscribe to us and also feel free to give us a rating. Uh, uh, the better, the better, so to speak. Um, but today I am um, very happy to be joined by my guest, Nectar Baziotis. Welcome, Nectar. Good to see you. Good to see you, Michael. And, Very and, uh, honored you, to be with you. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, uh, he is the CEO and uh, founder of Icarus AI e-learning, an e-learning platform. He's also a very instrumental part of uh, the Expert Dojo Accelerator. Um, so we're going to talk about both those things because I was lucky enough to be part of um, a storytelling workshop at Expert Dojo with, uh, with Brian McMahon. That was a lot of fun and um, that I really enjoyed. But we're going to first get into um, your new venture, um, Icarus AI e-learning, an e-learning platform. Tell us about how this idea got started and what makes it exceptional if it is, in uh, such a crowded space? Um, I started working with uh, IT since 2002. So I have seen several um, projects, products, uh, and uh, suddenly I got in front of e-learning. And uh, I saw that uh, the impact that it has in education is massive. So, um, But the problem was that always uh, we had... Uh, same products, same uh, approaches, and the same uh, ways that the tutors and the teacher and the and the students would uh, would uh, interfere and interact. Uh, so I wanted to create something new, something different that it will speak to everybody. So practically, what what we did is that we we saw that all students they face, especially international students, they face uh, the barrier of, of language. So we started saying, okay, let's bring the translation inside the, the, the videos. Let's bring uh, a ways that, uh, that uh, the, the teacher is going to record their lesson. And from that, we can have it uh, a transcript and the translation together. Plus uh, the, the student will feel that, okay, I can read it in my own language. I can read it in a, in a, in a um, in a way that it fits me when it fits me, practically. Uh, we also managed to make it very, very light. So this way we can we can have uh, like uh, limited uh, limiting the barriers and limiting the the, um, uh, the problems that the students are facing while while they frequent the lesson. Yes. Now, um, and I, in turn, am honored that you have asked me to participate in this, and I'm intending to put my storytelling, startup storytelling for unicorns workshop up there um, very soon. As soon as I get a minute to do it, <laughs> I've been pretty busy. But, but um, so this, let's talk about this translation space for a second. So, how many languages are you offering in translation? 
this is an automated uh, translation service that we are we are providing and it can cover all languages all known uh, languages european language uh, traditional chinese indian uh, any kind of language that that, uh, that uh, we are offering, even if it, you know like yeah so what about scandinavia what about uh, africa what about those kind of how many languages do you cover this moment, uh, we, we are covering more than 30 languages 30? in a very, yes, in very good uh, translation. Now, I'm guessing you didn't develop that technology yourself. So how, how did you um, pull that together? So we, we used the ready-made um, uh, libraries and we combined technologies in order to get to this accuracy. We, we saw several technologies, how they interact, especially with speech. And uh, and also with accents like mine, you know, I'm Greek Italian, so you can see here that uh, you know uh, there yes, is an I accent. Yes, I know you're Greek and Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, the things that we, we try to find out uh, which libraries and which technologies can bring us the best result for the students. And uh, do you present the translation um, in audio form? Is it in is it in uh, is it in textual form? How do you do that? It is for now. It's in textual form, but the evolution will be also in audio form. That that the the, the student will be able to choose between the original and the translated audio. And what about um, curriculum and course material? How are you going to have a specific focus? I mean. Um, um, based on your interest in what I'm doing, I'm thinking there's certainly a business focus. But tell me, tell me more about that. What else? Um, what else are you thinking in terms of your curriculum? So we care about having uh, exceptional uh, um, experts, professors uh, that in their field they they have experience and that they can bring added value to the students and to professionals. So, like, for example, in your course, that will give to several of the students uh, a way to bring uh, their their startup, you know, in the storytelling. This is something very unique. For example, startups are, are um, need, need a, a way to present their company in a very cohesive way in front of investors. This is something that you can solve with your experience and with your course. But not so, just here, globally, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a global audience, 30 languages, which is very appealing. But tell me, um, tell me, is it is it fair to call it um, Icarus uh, AI a, um, a business-oriented e-learning platform, or is it going to have a broader set of courses? We are going to allow a broad set of courses, it's, uh, for now, we have more uh, business-oriented courses, but for example, we have also some courses on nanotechnology or some courses on, on meditation. So, you know, we, we wanted to have like a complete uh, uh, curriculum, as you said, we, so the student will feel that, okay, I, I can find knowledge from some accredited people here. And um, where do you think... Uh, and, 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 and I should ask, like, what's the timing of this? Have you launched or are you, are you imminent? Are you going to launch soon? We are going to launch uh, soon. Uh, we, are, uh, we are creating now the environment uh, that uh, all, all courses are online. All the material is online. We are testing it. And then we are going to launch it. 
So what do you think is going to be your sweet spot in terms of where do you anticipate you'll have the most traffic in your courses? Other than my course, of course, which will, we know will be number one. But after that, how, how, how do you think, uh, uh, what are you expecting to be popular? I believe that the, uh, the, the startup communities and the business communities are very uh, demanding and they want to see some very, very good courses and some very good material. For example, as you mentioned earlier, even from ExpertDozo, we are going to have uh, some, uh, some courses uh, inside, uh, inside the Icarus. So um, uh, I expect that there will be a lot of demand from uh, international entrepreneurs and business owners to have an experience, you know, from uh, from uh, what we are giving. And um, and and uh, I know this uh, because we've talked and exchanged some paperwork. But you are going to focus on um, a revenue share. It looks like with your teachers, right? So your Correct. teachers make. Um, uh, ha- ha- what do the percentages look like for teachers too, in terms of earning revenue? So we we want every teacher that is coming won't pay something in advance or they want there are no fees involved. It's a win-win situation. We want to grow together and we want to spread the knowledge. That's what uh, what uh, our vision is. So, um, uh, how many courses do you anticipate launching with? We are going to have around fifty courses when we launch. Around 50 courses and how, what do you, what do you, I, I know you have to, I'm asking you to make a prediction here, but um, how many people do you expect on average per course? Uh, I would say many, but uh, you know, the many is very vague uh, for now, yeah. uh, but uh, we expect to have uh, from hundreds to thousands of people uh, per course uh, registering. In the thousands, you think? Right, right. In the thousands. Well, the, the teachers certainly hope so because they can make some serious money if that's true. I should say that's we a, the, This is the thing. The teachers are going to have practically a, a tool to broadcast their knowledge, but also to create more and give more, you know. Yeah. And how do you um, uh, some of the courses would be, I assume, would be like a one off workshop. Others would be um, spread over time, like the effectively like a semester um how, right what, so so how how extensive how many courses might uh somebody get when they sign up for one of yours um uh not a workshop but sort of the, the more detailed courses so there are courses that we're having that are like a master class that you can take it uh, if if you want to do it in a day practically but there are also other courses that you can take it for like 10 weeks or 12 weeks it depends also on the the pace of every student that they they wanted to to have. Um, for us, we have seen that uh, this is the way forward because everybody is working, everybody is uh, you know having their daily life and activities. So it's better to give them uh, the the ability to go with their pace. Sure, and and um, um, the teachers uh, are are most of them academic are some of them non-academic uh you know like the meditation uh instructor how, how do you what's the split uh, if you had to to kind of put a number on it or put a figure on it what do you think that 
you know, the, those from universities and colleges versus everybody else? I would say around 50, 50. Um, and okay. the reason is that uh, we have uh, seen that, uh, you know, if somebody has experienced 20 or 30 years or 40 years in the field, you know, it will bring some very, very value knowledge to, uh, to, to the students. So we, we, uh, we want to have experts, but also academics. And uh, that's, that's what we have succeeded so far, to have a balance between the two. Okay, so um, what, uh, tell me a little bit about your background, and I think your wife's involved too, right, that, that made you want to do this. Right. They, um, so my background is uh, mathematics, and uh, I did the MBA, and then I did the AI with, uh, with MIT. And, uh, the, um, but my passion was always uh, the e-learning. So my, my company, you know, my software company is running. Uh, we have good projects and good, uh, very good clients, but uh, I want to focus more and more on, on uh, this. Uh, because I can see the impact that it has in uh, in uh, to everybody. I I, what, I want to see the smiles. You know, that's the, yeah. <laughs> the point. Yes, that's a good way to put it. What about your wife? What's her background? She's um, um she's in political science, and uh, she's a writer for uh, for grants. Uh, she has won uh, several million for for clients uh, through this activity. And um, she was always uh, saying that, you know, knowledge is, um, is a new currency. And uh, through that, uh, she, she was always next to me saying, okay, you have to go. If you like it, you have to do it. Do you think the pandemic has something to do with your starting uh, Icarus? Um, actually, we formed the company during the pandemic because uh, we have seen that... Uh, the culture of internet has changed a lot. Everybody goes online. Everybody now is familiar with yeah. Zoom, is familiar with products like that. And uh, they they are also taking knowledge from such products like, you know, YouTube or Coursera or everything. So um, for for me, it's like uh, the, uh, the market now knows this and will not go away from it. It's a new, uh, it's a new c- culture that is uh, being created, and if we see that in the future we will have uh, augmented reality or uh, virtual reality, much more in the house, then uh, then uh, it seems that the computer and the, the interaction with the screen is going to be more than less. Of course. Now let me ask you the hardest question, which is uh, competition. I mentioned that the space is crowded. Um, it is, it might be, it might well be the most crowded space these days, ed tech and education, um, for this reason, uh, not only entrepreneurs like yourself, uh, who are legion, who are, are pervasive, but also, um, every, uh, university, almost every college is now doing courses online. I, for example, did a course online at, um, California Berkeley. I uh, did a new media workshop. I get emails from them, you know, every day, almost feels like. Um, so there are also um, MBA, not just MBA programs online, but massive numbers of ex- executive education by schools like Harvard and Penn and, um, you know, Wharton, really big name schools. So 
how, what made you think that you can survive given all of that competition? Or would you even look at it as competition? Um, the competition is there. The industry is massive. It's a trillion uh, USD industry. And uh, the um, for me, competition is also uh, a proof that uh, this is working. So if there is a market, we will get uh, a piece of the market and we will uh, try to increase that. That's the, this is all, competition is always a way to get better for me. It's, it's, uh, you can observe it, you can understand it, you can, uh, you can uh, see how they are operating because they have more experience of you, first of all. They are companies that are, they are having experience of in e-learning for tens of years, you know. So we, we are going to, to see that, take the best out of it and bring it to us so we can give uh, some good service. So the answer would be competition makes you better. Right. I, I always believe that. It's, yeah. it's, your, it's your best uh, friend. You might be considered as enemy, but it's the best friend. <laughs> and the, another way to put it w- would be that if it, um, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you have to make sure it doesn't kill you. But, but yeah, Correct. Uh, it's, Correct. it's a good attitude to have. Okay, I'm going to switch gears uh, a little bit because you're also, um, I believe, um, Chief Technology Officer at Expert Dojo. Expert right. Dojo is a really, really interesting accelerator in uh, Santa Monica, California. In fact, today they announced they had just graduated their latest cohort. Um, I got to see them up close and personal uh, because I got to do a virtual workshop um, on storytelling with, uh, with the founders in the cohort. Now, you, um, I think, were there pretty much at the start. How did uh, Expert Dojo get started with you and Brian McMahon? So, uh, I think like six or seven years ago, we met with uh, with Brian, and um, I uh, Brian hasn't formed yet the Expert Dojo. He had uh, another company. I think it was called Beef Labs or something. I think it was called Beef Labs. And uh, I told Brian that what he does is uh, so much bigger. That he has to, you know, go with uh, with the idea of the accelerator, and um, then we started, you know, building the technology behind it, like the uh, the website, but also the platform to monitor and understand the investors that they are coming, and also the startups that they are they are that we are investing, and from that um, we became one of the best accelerators in LA. What, what, how, how do you know you're one of the best? One of the things that, that puzzles me um, as somebody relatively new to this space is how you gauge your success. Now, I assume that means in you gauge your success in companies that get funded. Is that right? I think that there are two major aspects on this. First, as you said, the companies that we are funding. And second, the recognition. And uh, this moment, Expert Dojo is uh, heard uh, everywhere. It is uh, participating in, in uh, all major events uh, as uh, one of the best uh, accelerators. Yeah, and I think um, um, Brian's and, um, and your mantra in Dojo, Expert Dojo, is growth. Now, That's it. Um, why, 
is that so important? And we're talking rapid growth, big growth, you know, talking in very big numbers. Why is that so important for us, for a founder who maybe is thinking smaller than that? Um, there are always two ways, but the growth is something that you put your passion in. You put yourself in. You cannot see any alternatives. You have to give all your strength, all your um, time, especially. All your all your knowledge to become better and uh, and succeed. I think that we are always having like a, a a marginal space and time in order to win, and we have to use it uh, correctly. And that has to be with with growth. So, um, what does that mean in practical terms? If you're emphasizing growth, how does that how does that focus shift? the focus of your program? How does that change what you actually do? For me, especially, is about sales. How to create more sales. How to get okay. the name of the company out there, recognized, uh, be shared over the competition also, as we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. and to and to, to bring some, some clients so that they can be the reference for uh, additional growth. So how do you generate sales? Sounds like a simple idea. Everybody right. doesn't need it. How do you do it? I Personally, I believe that sales are happening with interaction. Show your face everywhere. Call, meaning for, for me, calling or texting with, for example, with LinkedIn or, um, or via the website of a company. There are several ways now that we can have access to, to clients. And we have to grow that. And how about the economics of, of an accelerator like Expert Dojo? How do you make your money? How do you stay in business? With um, practically with success of the companies. That's how we uh, we survive. Do you take companies... a, an equity position in the company? Do right. you invest in the company? How does that work? We invest in the companies and uh, by having also an equity from uh, from the companies. And what? How much equity do you generally? Uh, uh, the, this is uh, this varies. Um, we have uh, different sexes for different stages also of uh, the companies. So um, yeah, this this uh, I cannot give you a precise number because it's uh, it's different every time. I would say it's variable. So how much do how much cash do you typically invest in a company? Uh, I would say uh, a range from uh, twenty-five to hundred thousand is uh, something that that uh, Dojo is investing. Okay, and is that is that generally a convertible note? Uh, depends. Depends. Again, it has to do with the negotiation on uh, on um, sure. on the stage of the company. That's that's the thing. Because are, we, is, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Because several times we we take companies that are uh, early stage, so they can grow. You know, that uh, that's why we are having the cohorts. Uh, we're having experts that they are giving, uh, you know, um, knowledge to these companies so they can grow further. So you help them in lots of ways. You you might take a, um, uh, a, a percentage of equity that varies. You might invest uh, a sum of money from twenty five to one hundred thousand. Um, and by and by making them grow. You of course make your stakes that much more valuable, and um, and you, get into, you know you get into a nice cycle. Um, so um, and and I assume Expert Dojo is going to continue to another cohort another year. 
yes, and uh, and another year. <laughs> this and is something that uh, that's, this is something that we like very much doing, and uh, I think it's very successful because bringing together also the startups and the, the experts, it gives them the opportunity to understand how they can operate uh, their daily business. Of course. Now, now let me ask you this. Um... You've had the you have your own software company. You also have um, Expert Dojo that you're involved in, and um, uh, so you have those experiences. You're watching entrepreneurs every year, different entrepreneurs. You're listening to what experts are saying. How has that experience of being involved with an accelerator, your own accelerator, um, how has that shaped what you're doing with Icarus? Um, a lot. Um... It, uh, it made me understand that, uh, first of all, I have to act. I cannot wait until the product is perfect. There, when there, there is not going to be a moment actually that the software is going to be perfect. So more that I will invest, more time I lose by bringing the software in front of uh, people. So I have to be active. I have to um, show the company and my face in front of you know uh, clients. And um, the other thing is that there are there are investment opportunities out there, but uh, there is always a great in, a match between investor and a great match between uh, with a company. So it's always uh, like what you give, what you you are getting, and it's better to get you know people that are, they are giving you advices to grow, advices to understand how you can create uh, from nothing, from an idea, a big company rather than, uh, you know, take a check and then run out of money very, very soon. So you said something very important there. You say, I have to act. You have to take right. action. You have to be, I hate I hate the word proactive, but you have to take action. Right. Um, now, have you raised money for this venture or have you been able to bootstrap it so far? Uh, both. Um, we've raised uh, money. We are now in discussion with also a big in, uh, investing uh, group. Um, but uh, most of it is came from us. We see the, the investments like a, a strategic partnership that can grow the company and they can bring the company to the next level rather than uh, just uh, you know to, to have the money in order to make a payroll, for example. Now, let me... Um... Give you let, let's uh, have a final question. It's a husband and wife question. So you're okay. working with your wife. You're the technical person. How do you split up the duties? Uh, I think I have a good feel for what you do. What does she do? Um, she's, for this, she's mostly curating uh, the courses. She's uh, helping uh, the um, experts and uh, the academics to bring uh, the, the courses to a pleasant online view. Ready to go. Ready to go. Yes. Now, um, right. and is it just the two of you? Is there anyone else in the company now? Uh, in the in the company has um, uh, four um, shareholders. Actually, she's not uh, part. Uh, meaning, she's an advisor in the in the company. Um, but uh, we are having four shareholders and um, four advisors as well. Okay, so you're, you're, you're small, you're probably gonna grow. If you get some money, you'll have to grow. Um, right. yeah. And um, 
Uh, so Nectar uh, Baziotis is the CEO of and founder, co-founder, I guess, of Icarus AI e-learning platform, um, where uh, God willing, you'll be able to take my st storytelling, st startup storytelling for Ic for unicorns, of course, soon. Um, but I want to thank you for being with us, Nectar. I've really enjoyed it. And um, of course, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much, Michael. It's uh, it's an honor to be with you, and uh, I'm very happy that we have this, uh, this discussion. Well, me too. This has been the Accelerator with Michael Conniff. Uh, we're here for startups and founders and entrepreneurs, uh, also VCs, angels, investment firms, family offices. Uh, you can find me at Michael Conniff, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-C-O-N-N-I-F-F. -F. That's on Twitter. My website is michaelconniff.com. All of our Podcasts are on YouTube and uh, all the major podcast platforms. Please subscribe and remember to tell your friends and also to give us a great rating. Um, thank you for being with us today for this uh, version of the Accelerator. And uh, we'll be back before you know it.